This is the MDRT Podcast. Ideally, every client-advisor relationship would be a good fit. That, of course, is not always the case. During a recent conversation at MDRT headquarters... PJ Byrne from Brisbane. Joel Campbell from Sydney, Australia. Yukad Nakahara Gabin from Dallas, Texas. Simon Lister from Norwich in England. Gino Sajamo from Brisbane. Discussed what they do while realizing the match with the client is not a good fit in the short or long term. We have that conversation that it's not you, it's us. Uh, so yeah, it's not you, it's me. So if a client is showing disappointment or frustration with our best efforts, and there are times when you can't always please everybody, uh, I pretty much have the conversation and explain that, look, we've tried our best. We've always wanted to do the best. I'm sorry we've caused you frustration. I think the best thing we can do is assist you in transferring to an advisor that will meet your expectations, and uh, we'll do that as quickly as possible. So please let me know who your new advisor will be, and we'll arrange that for you. Usually they don't want to transfer at that stage, but we've made our mind up that they should go. We'll deal with it for a start and make sure we speak to the client about it. Uh, and one of the things that we definitely will do is actually try to find the client a new advisor to make the relationship as strong as possible, somebody that we feel that would be better suited to their needs and requirements, but certainly not procrastinate and allow the relationship to continue. Uh, it's quite a difficult conversation, so it's easy to put off, but really try and move it forward constructively and show them the benefits to them of no longer being with you. Um, Somebody also flippantly said to me, just charge them more fees. But to be honest, I think the, the first is probably the better approach. Yeah, I think the point around fees is a good one in the sense that if, if you're not committed to the relationship and the, either you're not committed to the client or the client's not committed to you, then one could argue you're taking compensation from the client under false pretenses. And, and to be honest, are you really willing to do whatever it takes to help that client get to where they want to go? So if the fit isn't there it's important to have that honest conversation and acknowledge it. But be cognizant of the fact that if you genuinely want this person to get help into the future, you help transition them to either the right advisor, you put together a client brief for the new advisor, wish them the best and um, and hope that they achieve everything they want to into the future. Exactly, the separation anxiety be there and it's a two-way street. What's best for the client disappointing or not or to us or not we will arrange the best way to transition that uh, change the other point to make in an environment now where regulations becoming at the forefront of a lot of the conversations that we have to have with with clients is you might feel as though you've got a great relationship with the client now but if you're not adding value and sometimes the question is in whose mind are you adding value there is a potential compliance and a regulatory risk into the future. So you're better off just sort of nipping in the bud and saying, well, I just don't think there's a proper relationship for us as much for the client as it is for your own longevity in the industry. I mean, I think that's a great point. Someone once taught me you can't fail to communicate. And I think that's really true. So if you no longer want the relationship, you have to bear in mind you've already started communicating that to the client, not necessarily verbally, but in the way that you're acting or the things that you're doing. So it's 
100% agree with Gina. You need to, to, to get that relationship tied up sooner rather than later because you're already starting to do things that you wouldn't normally do. And, and that could get you into regulatory risk or it could just effectively start to destroy your reputation, which could happen very quickly. And as we all know, reputation is everything. I think also you find that one of the reasons we have asked a few clients to move on is that you've got the impact on your staff or your team that they're the ones that are usually affected by dealing with those clients on a day-to-day basis and it can destroy or um, you know bring back your morale in your office. So the very important to respect your team and if we've had unfortunately one or two clients that just don't speak properly to our team they'll speak respectfully to me but they seem to have a different language for um, different people in our business and we won't tolerate that in our business and my team shouldn't be put into that so our team comes first when it comes to that more important than the client when it comes to uh, our business because we've got many more clients that are happy with our services and that we have to look after. I think that's a great reminder that that relationship potentially has an impact on every other relationship that you have, whether it be with your team or even your other clients. So a bad relationship is a bad relationship and therefore you should do something about it for the best outcome for the client as well as yourself, as well as your team across the whole board within your business. Our time and your time is valuable. Same with your, your clients, it's valuable. So need to be careful who you're spending that time with. So time's a, a relevant point because if you think about an advisor might have let's say a dozen meetings in a week and and you might feel it's just another client meeting that we've got. To your client it's a grand final for them. This is the only financial advisor they're seeing this week. It's not the only client you're seeing this week. So we've got a simple test and that is am I prepared to leave nothing in the tank for this client? Am I genuinely excited for the meeting they're about to go into? And if I'm not, well, you've got to start asking the question, am I able to do the best work for them? If not, well, why is that? Do they fit us and do we fit them into the future? And if we don't, it's, it's a pretty simple equation. Then we don't have a relationship and they need to go to someone or someone else in the firm or, or another advisor that is going to get the best out of them and you. We have a process and we score our clients. So there's five different sections and they're scored from minus one up to positive five. And they have to have an overall score in order to be maintained to be a client or become a client. One of the reasons we like that is because it does remind you of the type of people that you're dealing with and make sure constantly that you're dealing with the people that can benefit from you and your services and, and what you want to be, be delivering. What's an example of how they're being scored? So there are a variety of different subjects we cover off, one of which is, coming back to what I said to start with, is how much we like them, literally from minus one to, to positive five. You can say that if they get a minus one, then and that's the first category that we have, they, you can't then move on in truth. So if they get a minus one, then there is no further relationship to have. As long as they score a positive score, we will then move on to the other the other sections. So the criteria we also have is we have a criteria about the type of client that we're looking for with regards to their finances and their wealth as to whether it meets the type of client that we'd want to look after. And therefore, that's another category as to how well it suits. Because every client that we take on is not going to necessarily be the pinnacle of clients that we want, but they'll meet a certain minimum benchmark to, to bring them on. So that's another category. So there's kind of five different categories which we've devised. And we also have to review those annually to make sure that those questions or subjects are still relevant. How do you select another advisor for the client to begin working with instead? 
One of the benefits of being an MDRT member and also being well known within your community means that you'll generally know a lot of other advisors and we were talking about styles earlier who have a very different style or business outlook to you and the things that they will deal with may be more attuned to what that client would require so I think personality fits that of people that you know is, is certainly one way to go but also knowing other people's businesses can make a, a nice switch. Only thing I would do is echo the point around one of the major benefits of being in an organisation like MDRT is that you do have a network of, of other advisors that you do know well, you socialise with, you mix with in business settings, you sit next to each other at annual meetings when you've um, enjoyed a number of different sessions in a tide. So you get to see each other at your best and in, in other s- side of things. But you can quite often select someone from your broad networks as well. That's if, in fact, you believe that they are. Uh, it's justified to move them on to another advisor and perhaps they just don't want to be advised. Um, that is an outcome as well. I think that's really relevant. You sometimes need to recognise the value of advice from their perspective and, and whether they're better trying to do it on their own. I wouldn't advocate that normally, but some clients, if they can't see the true value of what you do, is any advisor right for them? Well, in some cases, clients move away geographically, which is hard to service, and some clients need more hand-holding than others. In that case, you will, well, I will go and suggest that how about an advisor that can work with you closely, geographically, and you feel more comfortable. And of course, we have asked network within our company affiliation or in the industry, and that I'm able to usually select one that is suitable in terms of geographically conveniently located or chemistry-wise or depends on how it goes. But that that's uh, most cases geographical. Clients move away and they need service that somebody that can advise them. They can stop in and see the advisor. And that, uh, it's not a difficult decision in that case. That's the end of this month's episode. If you'd like to subscribe, you can find us on iTunes at MDRT Podcast. Thank you for listening. See you next time.